Are you ready? Oh, yeah! Strap yourselves in for the Gaming Hub. Your hosts, Tyler. You can't handle the truth. Graham. The force is strong. And Steven. You cannot be serious! Let's get started. This is episode 87 of the Gaming Hub. Welcome everybody who's listening to us. Uh, whether you're listening on Dash Radio right now, we appreciate that. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, CastBox, or whatever you listen to um, to download shows, we appreciate you listening there as well. Uh, I'm your host, Tyler. Joined as always by our co-host, let's start with Graham. Graham, how are you doing this week? I'm doing very well, Tyler. Thank you for asking. Um, it was Mother Nature is really confused here because... I don't know how many times I look out the window and I see it snowing and it's like almost like blizzard like uh, situation and then I look at the window two minutes later or five minutes or ten minutes and it is bright and sunny out <laughs> and then later I look out and it's snowing again so it's it's been kind of crazy weather wise but uh, other than that things have been good uh, got a little bit of game time in still getting more situated uh, I bought a new TV last weekend. Uh, nice LG OL an OLED TV, which looks spectacular in all its 4K and HDR glory. Uh, definitely want to get into some serious gaming that with some 4K HDR and just get totally engulfed in it. But other than that, yeah, I've been doing great. Um, how are you guys doing? Nice. Uh, I'm doing pretty well. But let's uh, let's hear from Steve first. Steve, how are you doing today? I'm doing fan freaking tastic. Yeah. It is the weekend as always since we record on Fridays <laughs> <laughs> so that's always you know bumping our uh, emotions at least for me yeah uh, the week you know school is school and work is work but you know I can't believe it I'm like almost done with the school semester already like I think next week starts week nine we're at least halfway done and that's insane because it just <laughs> yep. it feels like it just started and as always you know once January rolls around February, goes really fast and the next thing i know it's like july so yeah <laughs> can't complain too much you know video game wise you know i i i'm not sure how much video game time i'm, I'm gonna get until school's over I, it's eight weeks in and there hasn't been a lot like during the weekday so i try to get all mine in on the weekends and here and there but i'm i just i just need i actually kind of want the weekend to be over because you know tuesday there's a certain thing happening i yeah <laughs> Yes, I want that too, but I want to enjoy my weekend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to enjoying the weekend as well. But I'm with you, Steve. Uh, this week brings video games mm-hmm. that we want to play, and that's exciting. Um, my week has been all right. I, uh, you know, work was work, like Steve said. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, set forth on an endeavor I didn't really want to undertake. So, um, thanks to someone in our community uh, for helping me out on that. And uh, but it turned out pretty good, and it uh, it worked out. So happy though that it's Friday. Happy that that's done and can move forward. But man, I'm I'm so excited right now from a video game standpoint, just because there's actually going to be stuff to play, stuff that we've been talking about on the show for literally what two months now. Yeah, just looking forward to getting our hands on it, and we're finally at that point. And it's not just one game. See these, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but yeah. it's also like MLB The Show and A Way Out and Far Cry 5, all hitting within seven days of each other. And yes. that's pretty awesome. So yep. 
really yeah, looking forward to this. Yeah, go ahead, Graham. I just want to jump in here. You mentioned a Sea of Thieves. Now, mm-hmm. I did post this, but in case people didn't read up on the post, um, I just recently, well, today, canceled my pre-orders of Sea of Thieves. And yep. I, surprisingly, I found out I had two pre-orders because How? the game was announced so long ago that I guess <laughs> I didn't realize that I had pre-ordered. But anyways... So I canceled that because I am a Game Pass, uh, Xbox Game Pass subscriber. So if there's anyone else out there in my situation who has it pre-ordered, uh, you're running out of time to cancel that pre-order if you are a Game Pass uh, subscriber. And if you're not, then you should definitely think about it because it is a great deal and you will be getting State of Decay when that game comes out and all other Xbox exclusives. No, wait. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys, because I could be wrong. It's it's been known to happen once or twice. But well, Forza Motorsport that that's Microsoft Studios title, right? Yes. So that will be free on Game Pass as so, well. So not not yeah. confirmed, but Forza Horizon what four should be? Oh, yeah. It hasn't it even been be yeah. It hasn't even been officially announced yet. But I'm, we're all assuming it will be, and I'm assuming that it'll be on Game Pass, and they'll probably announce that at E3. That's my okay. guess. So. I mean, we'll see. But I, I could be totally off on that, but that's my guess. You know, to generate a little excitement because that's one of the more popular first-party titles Microsoft has. Especially, I think, Horizon right now. I think Horizon has more traction than the Forza proper game at I this point. I think so. Yeah. And traction, you know, that was totally... <laughs> un- un- was totally that un- no, that was totally <laughs> unintended. And probably the best joke I've made all day. Maybe yeah. so, tread on. All week, probably. Maybe. Um, it hasn't been a very funny week, I can tell you that. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so see these, and you probably only have a little bit of time to do that. Uh, I think you can still get a refund for it if you haven't played it yet. Uh, whatever that the criteria is there, I know they laid out criteria for giving refunds on digital purchases, but um, I would guess that in the next day or two that game is going to be ready to pre-download on the system. And as soon as that happens, that's when they charge you. So, good call, Graham. But, uh, but yeah, we, we love uh, for everybody out there listening, whether you're listening on Dash Radio, uh, whether you're listening on iTunes or whatever else, we'd love for you to join the community. You can do that a few different ways. So we have a Facebook page. You can go there, uh, look up the Gaming Hub forums and join there. Take part in the conversation. Uh, some of the questions will be read right on the show, like we'll do at the end of the show tonight. If your question's read, you are entered to win in our monthly giveaway. And we do give away at least once a month, and sometimes we do more. We have what's called a fan fest that we do uh, intermittently. We don't announce it. It just happens. And when we do that, we give away a lot of stuff uh, over the course of one episode. So that's always fun to do. Uh, So join that Facebook. Uh, You can also join Discord. Uh, The best way to do that is just go to our Facebook or Twitch page, and there's links to Discord there. Uh, Also, Twitter. You can follow us uh, at TXHGamingHub. Uh, Twitch is also TXH Gaming Hub. Uh, follow us there, and uh, we'll be doing a lot of cool stuff, especially starting next week on Twitch. We'll be uh, streaming a lot of Sea of Thieves. Uh, Smell will be the show, probably a way out, and definitely Far Cry 5 as well the following week. So, uh, also, we've been looking for ways for people to contact us easier, you know, than having to go to Facebook and do whatever. So, we, we did um, create a new email for anybody out there who just wants to submit questions. Submit feedback, whatever you want to do. That is mail at thegaminghub.net. So, with that said, let's jump into the show and let's start with the news. 
in the news. So starting off, uh, Sega Mega Drive Collection has been announced and it's releasing on May 29th. It's going to include over 50 classic games. Which are? Many. <laughs> There's, There's over 50. 50. Of them, Graham. There's 50 yeah. of them, Graham. So, uh, Graham, I know you were a little excited for this. And, yes. And you're, you're excited and disappointed. All at once. All at once. This so explain that. Okay, so I'm excited because one of my favorite games was Sonic Spinball. Now, I never owned a Sega Genesis. I Super Nintendo, I think, was around that time. And one time, a friend of mine lent me their, their whole system, which that's usually unheard of. Like, people will lend games or trade games, but lend whole systems? Now, now you're getting into a dangerous territory. But I had a friend who, thank you, friend, would lend me their Sega Genesis. And I think I had some Sonic games with it as well. But Sonic Spinball was my favorite game. And I, I love that game. And I remember, like, remember the whole gl- when the screen where it would be like buggy and it would be like, like, uh, the screen would be disoriented, almost like dust on the screen, just weird stuff like that, right? Old systems. So sometimes that would happen and you'd reset it and blow it cartridge and put it in. So you won't have any of those issues now, but I'm definitely looking forward to playing Sonic Spinball. And there's so many other great titles as well that I've never even played or heard of, which I'm sure is great too. A lot of great gems out there. But the disappointing part for me is that they didn't announce, and I don't know if they will, I, I have a feeling they're not, but it'd be great that if they would, and that is release it for the Nintendo Switch. Because these games and this, like there's 50 small games, like that just screams portability and be able to take it with you on the go. And I would so much enjoy that. Like, that would be a no-brainer. I would buy that right away for the Switch. But because it's not coming on the Switch, now I might be a little more hesitant. So, I, I don't know. I'm hoping that they will change their mind and say, hey, maybe we should release this to the Nintendo Switch. Because this game or games, they're not, like, graphically demanding, even though the Switch is no. quite capable. But they're not demanding. Like, the Switch could handle them no problem whatsoever. So mm-hmm. I kind of see this kind of an oversight. That's my opinion. Uh, I don't know what you guys think. You guys both own Switches, but doesn't yeah. don't play them nearly as much as I do. But you guys right. would appreciate this game on Switch, right? So I, I mean, I would for sure. I, I don't see though. I guess um, I mean I see where you're coming from. I just don't see why it would deter me from buying the game if it's not on Switch. Like if if I like these games, I like these games, and I'll play them. But yeah, uh, so let, I'm not saying I don't you. like them, but right. It's just, so many other ones I would pick on the Xbox. Okay, I mean, fair enough. But let me ask this: like, how you talk about portability? Like, how often do you play your Switch in portable mode? Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you right now. I moved in here at the beginning of the month, uh-huh. and my Switch dock is still in this box, packaged up, and wow. I've been using it portable. Like, I've been thinking about it. I'm like, oh, probably look good hooked up, but I just haven't dug out that box and opened it so yeah i've been in portable mode for a while now i mean that's kind of a change for you isn't it didn't you used to just pretty much have it docked all the time pretty much but i think when um uh dragon quest builder came out i had that in handheld and i've haven't went to docked but i'm sure once i get it out and i 
put it up there and once I put everything back on the dock and realize it much better looks on a big screen TV, then I'll lean more towards that way. But as of now, no, it's total portable. Cool. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I really prefer when I do play the Switch, it's always in that portable mode. Like, that's how I like it. Yeah. Um, if, I, if I'm going to sit on my couch and play something, it's going to be the Xbox or PlayStation. It just is. Mm-hmm. So, but I like having that portability of the Switch, and that's what draws me to it. Like if you know when when I want to pick it up and play it, that's how I how I do it. That's how I prefer to to play. Steve, how about you? I mean, uh, well, I mean about Sega, I'll be buying this or at least getting it or some at some point, sometime because there's guaranteed to be one of those weekends where I'm bored out of my mind. I have no idea what to do, and hey, Sega. I, Mega Collection is uh, 30 bucks, you know, 50 games. Perfect. There's got to be something in the 50 that I'll be picking up or that I might want to play for longer than 20 minutes. So, you know, (laughs) you would hope, but it doesn't (laughs) always happen. I have, what, like 400 games ready to install or installed on my Xbox, and there are some weekends where I'm just like, whew, none of those sound fun. So, Steve, Steve, Um, did you buy the Rare Collection? I did. Uh, Day one, actually. I think I I did, too. I bought that. I, I bought yeah. it, though, mostly because I know that Banjo and Kazooie Nuts and Bolts was, like, an amazing game. It's, like, Legos mixed with a racing game because mm-hmm. you got to, like, build the cars. And it, I had a blast playing that game. But also the Viva Pinata games. I never bought them. So, sure. you know, I, I did enjoy that game. I just – there's a lot on – I was never really good at Sonic, and there's not much in there that I've heard of. Mm-hmm. At least from the one that came out on the 360, and I didn't buy that collection. So I, I don't know, like, if I'll like it, but, you know, it doesn't hurt to try. As far as Switch yeah. goes, though, I have never played it portable. I've only had it docked. However, I haven't played it since Mario, came, like, the first week of Mario coming out. So I'm thinking about unplugging it from my down here because i li- i'm with you tyler like i never play the damn thing because i'm playing my xbox yep. or playstation or yep. pc for instance so i think i should just move it to upstairs but if i move it upstairs then like I'm, i've been trying to use my upstairs time as reading time because you know i don't have a tv in my bedroom for the reasons like that i don't want to watch tv right before going to bed so if i moved it up there then i would have something to do that's not reading and my reading will go down. So it's 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 like pros con list. Mm-hmm. But I haven't played my Switch in months. Another great title I find that for the portability is um, oh <laughs> oh Rocket League. Like yeah, I've played that game a lot uh, lately on Xbox. But even sometimes I'm like sitting around doing whatever, and I got it on my Switch as well. So mm-hmm. I, I like yeah, that. I mean, I have my DS still, too, though, and there's a lot of games on there that I like playing. I know. Like, portable, like uh, Fire Emblem. Those are really fun games because you can play them in, like, 30 minutes. And, the, like, with the Switch, like, I, I can't sit down and play Breath of the Wild for 30 minutes. I need, like, four hours with that game. Right. At a time. Yeah. So that's the problem with having a system that has AAA titles like uh, Mario and Zelda especially. I guess Mario, you, you could only sit down and play for a little while yeah. but yeah. Zelda like I want to I want to play that damn thing when I'm playing uh-huh. so it's just it's 
there's and I don't I would rather play it on my big TV. I don't want to play Zelda portable. Yeah, to, yeah. to me to me Zelda is the one like couch game that they have. You know, it's the like I need to sit down for a few hours and really dig into this. But like Mario, you can play for a few minutes at a time. Uh, Mario Kart, you can certainly play for thirty minutes at a time. Oh um, sure. You know, and Rocket League. Um, you know, a lot of the games that they have are kind of built that way. So I I, I love the portable mode in it, and like Steve, we talked about it. I mean, or we or we already said it. Like. I, I don't think I'd ever play it if, if it was just sitting in the dock. Because when I sit down and want to play something, especially come next Tuesday, like it, Switch isn't even going to be in the thought process for me. Yeah. I mean, mm. I'm not going to lie, though. When, when Mario Tennis Aces comes out, that's a game I yeah. I might pull it from down here and bring it to my bedroom just so I could play it. Because, te- like, tennis, that's a game that's that does not, it does not take a lot of... Mm-hmm time to play a round of tennis sure and that that could be a game i could see I, I might just buy a cheap tv and put that in my bedroom just to play that way even when i do want to play zelda like i could do it at some point but then maybe i'll just need to buy another dock too that way i can leave one downstairs and bring it upstairs and if i wanted to play zelda i could bring it down i just had the pro controller so it, it kind of feels like I'm betraying the system yeah. when <laughs> when I play it portable because I spent seventy dollars on the pro controller. Right, sure. I want to use it. <laughs> yeah, but that's what it's meant for, though, is to give you that option to do both, right? So yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean that's the one. Like, well, it's not the one, but it's it's one of the really cool things about it, and one of the things that sets it apart. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it's. I, I would bet that we'll see an answer to the Switch from one of the two other competitors at E3 this year. And my see, guess that's is what Sony. I'm wondering too. You guess Sony because no. Sony tried this once with the Vita, and I think well, they, they tried it twice because they had the PSP and then they had the Vita. Yeah, yeah. So you know, like I don't know if Microsoft just, will make that plunge. That would be amazing. No, Microsoft won't. I disagree with do it. I disagree with you, Tom. I just I don't see Sony doing it either. They. If they would have done it, they would have just kept support for the Vita up. Now, that could potentially be the case is them bringing back support for the Vita and yeah. especially, uh, what's it called, AirPlay or uh, that's Apple. But whatever Sony's like streaming thing is, because I've seen people play like Persona uh-huh. 5 in their backyard on their Vita using like PlayStation yeah. streaming service or whatever yeah, they have. PlayStation Now, yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's not Now. It's, it's like you stream it off your PlayStation 4. Oh, okay. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Alright. But yeah, like uh, you, you think with the success of the Switch and that being the main gimmick of it, you think somebody would try to like uh copy that. Like I don't know. Like it seems like a well, great idea. I mean, but then again uh sorry to interrupt you, Tyler, mm-hmm. but um as we were talking about, like PlayStation or Zelda is like a game you wanna sit on your couch, but they have a lot of games that you don't need to do that yeah. you can play portable like mario and you know tennis aces will probably be one and even donkey kong freeze that's coming out and i'm assuming kirby star allies they're all kind of platformers yeah. like mm. not i don't want to play uh god of war portable i want to play that on my couch in yeah. on a 65 inch screen in 4k well i yes. don't have a ps4 pro but that's how like the ideal situation i do not want to sure. limit that to playing on the go i just mm-hmm. i when i'm out i i prefer listening to music or reading or getting other shit done that i 
can't do or that I don't want to do when I have the chance to play video games. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's just me personally. I don't like playing mobile games all that much. I never bring my DS with me, r- rarely ever. So, so Steve, this will be one of the few teams this year that I say this, but you're right. Um, and I take it back because I, I, you know, thinking about it when when you were talking, um, P- PlayStation's all in on VR right now. And yeah. that's that's what their focus is on, and I, and I bet Microsoft's coming right behind with that. Yeah. So, and I think if we see anything big and new from Microsoft at ER, or V E three this year, it's going to be VR. So, what about a portable slash VR system? No, My, Microsoft <laughs> has said repeatedly that yeah, Blow the <laughs> My, Microsoft said repeatedly they just don't really have any interest in doing portable. They they I know they talked about it once and didn't do it, but. I'm with you, Steve. Like the types of games that sell the Xbox or the PlayStation, those are not portable type games. Those are like sit on your couch, experience it. Yeah. Yeah, they're not games that yeah. you play for like a half an hour at a time. They're games like they're multiplayer focused. They're huge set pieces and big AAA titles. So, you know, and Nintendo has that with Zelda, but all the other ones like Splatoon, we didn't mention. Like those are games you can sit down and play a couple matches. You know, play it portable, yeah. and you're just as good as if you played it on the couch. Now, this is like a little off topic. Like, well, it was kind of port- portability before portability was like a real thing. <laughs> Do you guys remember they used to sell them at? I saw them at Game Crazy. If anyone remembers what that was, this is the old Hollywood video. I do remember GameStop. Game Crazy. I love that store. But they had this, like, traveling case that you set, like, the big, fat, original Xbox in, and I think you could use the PlayStation 2 also. And you set it in there, and it had plugs for, like, the AV cables, and it had, like, a power thing with the battery. And you, you put it in there, and it had a little tiny, like, I don't, I doubt it was even, like, it was probably a 12-inch screen. I know what you're talking about, because they still exist. Yeah, it's oh, like I've, a, I've, it's, I've yeah. seen this. <clears throat> They're made for the Xbox One and PlayStation Four. Oh, it's I like seen a, them yeah. Now. It's I almost like it almost looks like a small suitcase. Yes. Yeah. And you open it up, and the top part when it opens up is the screen, and then the bottom part has a place to hold the console, and it keeps the console protected, and it's a way to play games portably. Um, you know, and it's for people that have to travel a lot. If I had to travel a ton for my job, I would honestly consider buying one. I think I'd um, play the Switch more if I had to travel. Not yeah. since I have it. But, but, but now just, that the Switch is out, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I still, like, there's games that are on Xbox or PlayStation that I really, really, really want to play. And if I had to travel weekly or bi-weekly, like, I would strongly consider doing that. You would, yeah. Eh? yeah. Yep, I would. I mean, they're not, like, I mean, well, they're expensive, but they're not super expensive in the grand scheme of things. They're, like, $300. Yeah. Um. So if you're traveling, you know, 20 weeks a year or more... That might be a worthwhile investment if you really like games. So I know exactly what you're talking about, though, Steve, because they still exist and they make them for the <laughs> yeah, current and gen consoles. Speaking of things that existed, uh, Xbox actually had a prototype for a portable gaming console. It, yeah, it was they did. Super small. It was like the controller, and then like a screen flipped up. Yeah. But it was a prototype, and it didn't take off. Yeah, I think they were wise to never do it. But anyway, yeah. let, let's move the conversation on. Um, yeah. Well. <laughs> so, <laughs> so next up in, in news this week, uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, a game that we kind of knew was coming, but it's officially been announced slash confirmed with a release date attached of September 14th of this year. So oh. September's starting to get full now, too. Is it? 
I'm, well, we know we're going to see Forza in September, Forza Horizon. That's always a September t- uh, release. And we you, get our sports titles. Yeah, you get all your sports games in September. And okay, we're gonna but get those De- don't compete with Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Right, but we're going to get Destiny Year 2 in September. And what if Bethesda announces a Fallout? Yeah, which... but... I, they, I, think, would, I think you're just getting your hopes up for that, Graham. I, I don't see... Maybe, it's maybe. It's Elder Scrolls, Graham. It's going to be Elder okay. Scrolls. I don't see Fallout coming. But, like, I mean an Obsidian title, right? Because I think yeah. it fits the timeline. I'm not well, Obsidian is... Well, they've been doing a lot of their own stuff right now. They have Pillars of Eternity 2 coming out. I, I imagine they probably have... Well, no, Obsidian's a small studio. I don't know if they do have multiple teams. Right. And who who just and Bethesda just bought a new studio, right? So yeah, but the, if they just bought them though, it's that game's not gonna be ready this fall. Well, I don't mean that so, studio would be for that, right? I mean right, maybe but, they're focusing, maybe they're expanding, and somebody was focused. Okay. I'm just it's a pipe dream. You never know. I know, I know. You're really hopeful because you love Fallout. It's I'm okay, gonna tell though. you right I'm now. I'm so excited for this game though. I know. I'm gonna tell you though, if. <laughs> I think there's a better... You can make fun of me if I'm wrong, but I think there's a better chance of me getting my Halo 6 this year than you getting the Fallout game this year. Yeah, I, I agree. The speculation so, of Halo 6, though. I've been here uh, lots. I no, agree. everything that's come out of Microsoft and 343 has said that Halo 6 is not coming this year. Yeah. Like, they actually said that. So, I think there's a better chance they're, you know, uh, smoke and mirrors with that that we're actually going to get it. But... Oh! But, I uh... Have, go ahead, Steve. Go ahead. Uh, you go ahead and you finish. Well, I was just saying, I think there's a better chance of that than seeing uh, a new Fallout game this year, even yeah. from the secondary developers. So, but uh, Steve, your point, and then we'll talk about Shadow of Tomb Raider. Yeah, um, I just had an interesting thought. What if, because we, we've been kind of imagining that VR is coming for Microsoft. I think that's what we'll get, a Halo VR title. It's not Halo yep. 6, Halo VR. That, I, but it's going to be like a bigger game. It's not going to be like a little two-hour, three-hour game. Like, it might be a campaign and even multiplayer. That'd be an uh-huh. interesting. It's not for sure. That's my, not. I'm not even call it a pipe dream because I don't necessarily want that. But I, that's like my bold prediction. Man, if you can bring a multiplayer shooter in VR, that's a game changer with with VR. I think. And, and you're going to have to split the, the players. Like, you can't have VR people playing against non. I, yes. I, I don't think that would work. But, and I don't even necessarily know who would have the advantage there. But I, I just don't know that that would work. But I, I thought that too, Steve. I think that they might be holding back any news on Halo because either either we'll get Halo 6 and they'll have a VR component and they want to announce that and make a big splash. Or we might be getting some sort of Halo VR content uh, when they announce that the the VR capability this year, and they might not announce VR at all, but I think they will. So, anyway, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, a follow up to, for me, Rise. one of the best games on this generation. Like Rise of the Tomb Raider is fantastic. It's one of my favorite games this gen. Uh, Graham, yeah. I know you're with me on that oh, yeah. for sure. Uh, how excited are you for this game? I'm super excited, like so excited. What I like when the trailer was loading, I'm like, yes, and it was just such a teaser of a trailer. Like, oh my god, it showed nothing. <laughs> Basically, they could have just showed the logo and that was it. 
But yeah, no, the fact that this is announced September 14th, I'm stoked. This is, yeah, because these are two titles that when I played, I played it and I finished it in a matter as soon as possible. Like I put all my time and effort and play anything else. As soon as I came home from work, I went there and I just locked on. So yeah, it just I'm sure it's just getting better with each installment. So I'm excited for this one and yeah, if I could set times ahead, that's where I would set it to right now. Yeah, well, no, I would set it to Tuesday, but I mean I'm looking forward right. to that too. Um, to September 14th, but I'm really I'm pretty psyched for this game. The, I I just want to see what they do to follow up on uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. Like I said, it's one of the best games I've played in this generation. I had so much fun with it. I didn't want to put it down. It just, you know, it's one of those games you lose track of time in. For me, it was anyway. And, uh, Steve, what are your thoughts? So did, did you play Rise? Did you finish it? So, I bought uh, Tomb Raider, the first one, when it was on the 360. And then I stopped playing it. I didn't get very far, and then I forgot about it until I think Rise of the Tomb Raider was out. And the original was like the definitive edition on the Xbox One. And then I finally started playing it when I when I bought Rise of the Tomb Raider because it was cheap. Like it, I think I had Tomb Raider, and then Rise of the Tomb Raider was twenty bucks. So I'm like, you know, I'll pick it up for the definitive edition. You know, why not? And then I played the first one, and I loved it like like a lot. I I stopped doing all the optional tombs towards the end, and then I started uh-huh. Rise of the Tomb Raider, and I got like maybe a mission in. Or like a chapter, and I forget how that game was like structured. Yeah. And I just, I was kind of Tomb Raidered out. Okay. That, that damn so, bear, I remember. The bear, <laughs> yeah. Spoilers, yeah. spoilers. I haven't even got to that part, so. It's I remember the, the very no. beginning with the where you like hide in the um, the little coffin. Okay. Yeah, that was as far as I got. So I am interested in playing it again. It's on my list. I'm waiting for that moment where we have like a little gap and you know, that's when I'll start it up, but it'll definitely be way before September because I don't want to run into finishing rise of the tomb Raider right before shadow comes out and then wanting to play shadow and only getting like a little bit into it. Okay. So, I mean, I'm not like pumped for this game, but it's cool. Like I know there's a lot of people that like it, so I'm not going to rain on their parade. Yeah, and I'll put it this way for you, Steve. Like, my excitement for the next Tomb Raider is pretty close to my level of excitement for Red Dead. Yep. Ooh. Yeah. Like, that's, that's how much I'm looking forward to it. So, I mean, and I, it's I, nice I, I hope too it turns that out well. Not a big open world, which I'm, I'm sure they wouldn't go that way, but it's nice to have a game that you can finish with, like, a reasonable amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want every game to be, like, 100 hours. Oh, I'm with you there. Yeah. Sometimes having a game that's, like, 10 hours and just really fun is awesome. In fact, yep. a lot of times those games are great. And, you know, like, Graham, I know you love Fallout. That's a, one of those big, expansive, like, yes. forever into it games. And so was Witcher and, and Dragon Age and other games like that. Skyrim, yeah. Yep. But sometimes it's just really fun to play, like, uh you know, popcorn-style movie or movie-type game, you know, and and play through it for 10 hours and have a good time and be done. Like, that... I don't think we need to move fully to open world, and I feel like too many games are trying to incorporate that. Yes. 
now where some games are just better being kind of a linear experience. And Tomb Raider isn't totally linear. It's just, it, it has like a more feel to it in some ways. Um, you can go do different things at different times. But, but I, you know, sometimes that just like spend 100, 200 hours is just not what I need or want. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm glad there's still games out there like this that aren't that. Yeah, and it's so. going to be so beautiful this time around, mm-hmm. too, with the advancements of 4K and HDR, yes. and yeah, I'm so excited for it. Well, isn't Rise of Tomb Raider part of Game Pass now, right? So, yes. Yeah, so you can get that, and it's Xbox One X enhanced, correct? So uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so if you have an Xbox One X, uh, you can take advantage of that. All right. Uh, we brought Witcher, so if you're a fan of Witcher... Uh, Geralt is going to be a playable character in Soul Calibur 6 when it launches this fall. No no concrete release date yet, but they, they're saying later this year, so I'm assuming this fall. Um, but yeah, Geralt will be a playable character. Any level of excitement with you guys for this? Not really for me, I'll be honest, and I'll just kind of turn it over to you. Um, I mean, it's cool. I just I don't like fighting games all that much because I suck at them, and I don't have the time or the energy or the want to go into practice and practice with one character for like... 30 hours to get good and learn all his moves and learn the counters it's I, i'm don't get me wrong like I, i'll watch people play this game and i love watching when it uh what was it? street fighter i think is streamed on espn like their big tournament and it's really fun to watch and i love watching the fighting tournaments but i i am not a fighting game fan and i know a lot of fighting fans will fight you if you say you buy a fighting game just to play through the story mode because <laughs> half the story modes are garbage yep <laughs> so so i but soul Calibur, i i played it before they used to be fun at the arcades i'm just not a huge fighting game fan i don't think any of us are i mean graham no and graham are you i'm not a big fan and if i pick my game it's mortal kombat and i actually enjoyed the, the little story part where it went through each character and stuff like that um i'm with steven i'll just watch the videos just to see what Geralt can do and stuff like that and that's probably as far as I'll get into it uh like I said I'm not big into fighting games and if I am it's just Mortal Kombat just because that's been my game right from Mortal Kombat 1 I I just love like the fatalities or whatever it's a great game so no I'm not that big but it's good to see Geralt uh making a big splash on in other games and stuff like that because The Witcher was an amazing game so I oh, see not surprised to see him in it. I'm surprised you didn't yeah. say Smash Bros. Oh yeah. <laughs> are, are you gonna get Are you gonna get Super Smash Brothers, Graham, when it comes out for the Switch? Yeah. Oh, 100. percent. Um, and I was actually talking to my roommate. I told him I had a GameCube, right? And he's like, "Do you have Smash Brothers?" I'm like, "No." And he just kept talking Smash Brothers. So I'm like, "Maybe I'm gonna get Smash Brothers for GameCube." Yeah. But yeah, uh, no, I'm definitely. Smash Brothers actually got a pretty good cult following, so I think I oh, want to try it out following. on Switch, and definitely looking forward to playing that one on Switch. Like they have their World Championships, if I remember right, right around E3, and it's like part of that week, so it, you can find it like on Twitch and whatever, right at that time. And I remember catching it maybe last year, and it's like a huge deal. So yes. Yeah. Definitely uh, that, and like they had a, a Mario Championship with Mario Maker a couple years ago. That was really fun to watch. So, yeah, yeah, those were good. Sure. Yeah. All right. So speaking of streaming, there was a new record set this week on Twitch, and not just like 
broken by a hair, but absolutely smashed. Yes. For concurrent viewers on, on Twitch, because Ninja, who is one of, if not the most popular streamer on Twitch, uh, certainly one of the most, uh, he's he been playing a lot of Fortnite. He teamed up with Drake this week on Twitch uh, to play some Fortnite and a couple other celebrities as well. And they absolutely destroyed the record for concurrent viewers on one channel on Twitch with, I think, over 600,000. Yeah. And that's and insane. Um, is he, is he yeah. Canadian? Did, it, did anybody pick up on that? I Who? think he is. Who? Uh, Ninja? No, Ninja lives in Chicago. Oh, never mind then. Yep. For some reason I was thinking he was Chicago. Canadian. Yep. So no, Ninja is uh, is not Canadian. Uh, he's he's from America, Graham. So that's why he's good at the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, Drake's but, Canadian. Uh, Come on now. I heard he's good at the game. They say. Drake I never know good. what Drake is because he wears whatever jersey of the team that's winning. Yeah. So no, he, he's an ambassador for the Toronto Raptors or something like that. So he's an ambassador for whoever's good. Sure, until he's wearing time. a Lakers jersey. Yeah, like yeah. I said, he's an ambassador for whoever's good. Yeah. Well, the Lakers suck, so Cavs jersey. <laughs> yeah. So. <Sorry. laughs> well, next year it'll be a Lakers fan probably when you know LeBron. Yeah, when there. Baby Bron Bron and uh, yeah Paul George come to Lakers. That's right. That's when I become a Lakers fan again. I'm sure. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Go Lakers. So as a result of this stream, uh, you know they announced uh, Fortnite. Uh, the developers, Epic, right? Yeah, they announced that. They're going to be doing a like a, a celebrity and pro player event at E3 with Fortnite. So I would imagine Ninja and Drake are going to be a team there as well. Well, well, I I would hate to dash your imaginations, but uh-huh. from the way I read the story, it's going to be a fifty celebrity against fifty pro player. Really? That's okay. how I read it. So. If that's the case, I just don't see how the celebrities would win because those pro players well, are constantly saying, playing and celebrities. Yeah, like, like I, that doesn't. To me, that they, seems uh, yeah, yeah, that seems dumb. I think they team them up like one with one because that's what they did with like Battlefield One uh, a couple years ago. They they played it that way and it, it actually played off pretty well. I mean, you had like Snoop Dogg playing, you had uh, Jamie Foxx, and they were both um, influenced, shall we say, uh, <laughs> heading in. To the uh, to the event, it was funny because they had like a red carpet where they'd interview him coming in, and a couple of them you could tell were uh, partaking beforehand. So yep. yeah, quite a bit. Right. <laughs> it's possible I openly admitted it. <laughs> yeah, they did not hide it either. <laughs> so yeah, but they they teamed them up with with pro players, and I think that made for a better a better thing. Like I don't know, I, you're right, Steve. Like if they did it the other way, the pro players would just destroy the celebrities. Yeah, and I, I don't know if the celebrities would enjoy that either. Like, no. just yeah. being made like a mockery of, basically. Yeah, I'm, so I'm, I think, I'm almost positive they'll team them up. They'll pair yeah, them up. I, th- I yep. think I read it wrong. I, I think it's... I don't know if it'll be the two or four-player teams, but I'd imagine you're probably right. Yeah, I think they just misquoted in the articles I was reading because I, yeah. I, I just looked it up and... Uh, yeah, I really think. So I think Roseanne Barr is going to be in that. Is she really? <laughs> <laughs> that's what. Well, I suppose I guess the, you know she might want to because Roseanne's coming back right around that time. That's true, right? So to promote that show, which I'm actually looking forward to watching, I, I am looking forward to seeing that. Um, to see all the characters come back after all these years, so that that'll be kind of fun. But 
everybody out there, if you'd like to help us break Ninja's record, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, follow us on that's, Twitch. That's <laughs> and, <the> day. <laughs> yeah. We'll follow, work on getting uh, Drake on our show. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we'll try. Um, yeah. Follow us on Twitch, <laughs> TXH Gaming Hub, and uh, we can try to break that 600,000 concurrent. That would be fantastic. Um, you know, right now, I'd be really happy with, like, 100 concurrent. So if you can help us do that, that would be super awesome. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you want to take part, uh, we'll be playing a lot of stuff, having a good time with the community. So uh, head on over uh, TXH Gaming Hub on Twitch, uh, follow us there, and take part. So we've got, we actually have uh, kind of a stream team, and we have somebody from, you know, that, we, that we've that we kind of communicated with. Um, his name is Prodigy. He streams on our channel a couple times a week. He's actually fantastic. So I encourage you guys to all go check him out uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, he streams in the evening on Twitch, so please do that. All right. Uh, we've talked a lot about E3 this episode, guys, and I have no better way to close out the news than to talk about E3 again, even, you know, it's three months away, but whatever. So Microsoft announced their E3 2018 conference will take place on Sunday, June 10th this year, so they're sticking with Sunday, and it's going to be at uh, 3 p.m. Central, I believe, or no, 4 p.m. Central, uh, 2 p.m. Pacific, is that correct? No, 1 p.m. 1 p.m. So it is, it is 3 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Pacific, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorry about that. And uh, so they moved it, I think, forward an hour from where it was last year, if I remember correctly. Uh, they're also switching location from uh, the Gale Center in Los Angeles to the Microsoft Theater, which kind of makes sense, being that it's the Microsoft Theater and all. Uh, it is pretty much right across the street from E3 Central. And they were promising the biggest E3 ever for Xbox, like the biggest E3 presence ever for Xbox. And I think the reason they're saying that, so we want to, like, tone down the expectations, don't get everybody's hopes up for, like, a Super VR, E3 VR. conference of, yeah, all these things. Halo like, 6 Yeah, VR. basically, like, <laughs> Halo 6, 7, and 8 announced at the same time <laughs> and all this other stuff going on. Like, I don't think it's going to be that. I think what they're doing is they're, they're doing uh, Xbox Fan Fest on site at uh, where the Microsoft Theater is and they're going to basically not be inside the convention center for E3. The only presence they're going to have inside there is for Mixer uh, to kind of show off that technology and, and hopefully get people interacting with that. But all the Xbox specific stuff as far as new games and demos and all that type of deal is going to be uh, pretty much across the street at the Xbox Fan Fest where they can have a lot more space and do a lot more things. So I'm going to tell you though guys I think the winner in all this is Sony because now inside the convention center where E3 actually is, they're kind of like the only ones still there and it makes them look like the centerpiece, doesn't it? A little bit. I mean, they're still competing with uh, Nintendo, but for sure. You're, sure, but you're, Nintendo doesn't even have a live conference. You know, they, they've got their booths, sure, but... You know, they, they do the direct on Tuesday, and, and that's always good. But I think there's more hype around Sony because they have the conference Monday night leading into the Tuesday through Thursday E3. And it just gets people really hyped for what they're going to play. Yeah. Uh, there that week, and now Microsoft's off-site, and EA's off-site. And we're going to see, I think, more and more companies do this. Sony's the only, like, huge one. That is a major booth set up right at kind of the, the centerpiece of E3. So, you know, I, I don't think it's a bad thing for Microsoft. I think they can control their event more. 
they can make it what they want to be, make it a special experience. But, like, man, I'm telling you guys, if we go to E3 in 2019, which is our goal, everybody out there, we're going to get our steps in. Because we're yes, going to we be are. moving around. It's not even one place anymore. It's, like, everywhere. Yeah. So That's the biggest thing. Like, it's going to – people, like, for scheduling purposes and if they got, like, interviews or they're going to be on this, they're going to have, like – make sure they leave enough time to walk back and forth. So it's, it's going to be kind of a mess, but it, it could still work. Like, I'm not sure, like, um, the fact that it's in a different venue and people are going to be there, they're going to be trying to separate the two. And I'm not sure how it's going to work out. This could be, like, could be an undoing of E3, maybe, because people are starting to say, like, oh, well, we can just do our own thing, right? So... Not quite sure what the future is going to hold or if this is going to be a great yeah. idea. But like I said, and then at least whoever's there at the Microsoft one, well, you know they're, they're Microsoft fans or something like that, right? Yeah. So maybe the atmosphere will be better and stuff like that. Well, so it could work. Yeah. And E3 stopped being kind of a press event so much, at least exclusively, and it's becoming more of a fan event because now you have, you know, the ability to buy passes as fans to get in. And that that experience is, or that has kind of changed what the experience is there. So they, these companies are responding to that. So yeah, I mean, I I don't see it hurting Xbox all that much. They're still going to get a lot of people that come, especially if they have a good show. It really comes down to the show. If Xbox mm-hmm. has a great show, like even if Sony also has a great show, they're still going to get a lot of foot traffic. Sony will win just because the last person to go on E3 always wins because that's just how human thought works. It's it's really great marketing strategy by Sony. You can't fault them for it. Uh, it just, well, plus, I mean, Sony's going to show every game they've ever thought of. That's true. You that's know, true. Where, whereas these other companies now, and it's not a knock on Sony for doing that. I mean, because it, it works. It gets people excited, so I guess yep. why not? But, but I... I still say different companies are held to different standards by fans. Yeah. And, you know, like, there's a lot of pressure on certain companies to show only show games that are coming out in the next year to 18 months at the most. Because, and, and Microsoft, fairly so, has kind of earned that because they've shown, you know, like two years in a row we saw Scalebound, and now it's not even real anymore. That, I know, that um, crushes me on the inside. Yeah. How lot. many times have we seen Sea of Thieves? I think we saw it at two E3s, but now it's finally coming out like three months before the next one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, th- there's some fairness in that. But at the same time, let's be fair. I mean, Sony's going to show Death Stranding at E3 probably like five times. So, and Days Gone, this is going to be their third? Yeah. yeah. So, and depending on how far it gets delayed into 2019. They yeah. might show it at the E3 in 2019, too. Yeah. So, so I mean, to be fair, the, the, the two that I think really do it well, um, Bethesda. Bethesda's kind of set the new standard. Yes. With how yes. they do it. And their show last year was phenomenal, I thought. I, I thought did. the theme was good. Uh, they did a really good job with the trailers. Like, it was just really well done. I'm more excited for them than anyone else, but that's yeah. just because of the hope of the Elder Scrolls. Well, to be honest. <laughs> for, for me, they always get bogged down in the middle when they do Elder Scrolls Online. But didn't they and say they were working on a, some, a couple of IPs as well? 
couple they new did. IPs. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what they come out with. But they usually announce a game we, at least one, that we weren't really expecting that's coming out in like three or four months. Yeah. So yeah. that's really cool. Like last year we got Wolfenstein 2 and we got Evil Within 2. And, man, that was an exciting conference. That was a lot of fun. Doom yeah, too, too, right? Was that, yeah, that was uh, well, Doom was earlier. Doom's... Doom was year before. Okay. Yeah, those are two games that are not the Elder Scrolls. So yeah, you know. and and okay. then the other one is Nintendo. I think does it really well. Like they show stuff that isn't forever away necessarily. Yes. You know, they might show one or two that are a ways off. Yeah, but like they show a lot of, Yeah, they show. But they didn't like tease us with any sort of big gameplay there or anything. They just said this is a thing. You know, yeah. um, and that's fair. So, but you know, Sony's well known for showing stuff that's not going to come out for like literally four or five years. And but it gets their fans excited. And sometimes I think it's overkill because you see these people like holding their head and about to faint and like crying and everything. And it's like it, it's too much for me. <laughs> I wish I could fake my emotions that much. Well, <laughs> so you know, honestly. <laughs> What I think it is, too, is I think it's people playing to social media. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true, because they know they're going to get them them likes. Yep, they're going to get to post that video of them, like, having a complete freak out over it, and it's going to get them attention. Do I mean, I don't want to go too deep into the weeds here. Do you sure. think Sony and Microsoft, I'm sure if, if one of them does it, they all do it. So I'll say, do you think any of them pay people... To have those reactions just for camera sake, they might. I I feel like it's it's definitely when, possible. When do you ever see it at the Xbox conference or Bethesda or EA? Well, EA, there's no reason to do that. But but uh, I mean, really, EA doesn't. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I guess I haven't seen the fuck the the crying thing. Uh, like it, for... it's close to that, but you've seen the videos where like you know the person's like standing up, their hands on their head, like their jaw to the floor, you know, acting yeah. like they're about to pass out. You know, it's like the Beatles just reappeared on stage. Yes, and it's uh, I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's looking for some social media attention too. I think it's trying to get those likes and those whatever. Uh, so I don't know. I, I don't buy into the. How genuine it is now now there have been moments that are really organic at e3 that have generated a ton of excitement like xbox announcing backwards compatibility for the first time that was really organic and people were really excited same thing with sony in 2013 when they said you know no um uh, uh need to have like the digital license for games you know and no being able to share games with your friends and and then the price of the ps4 that was organic, and everybody was really excited. Yeah. And it made now, sense. I, I think Sony had, let's say, two separate scripts. And if the <laughs> Xbox podcast, or the Xbox E3 conference went over better, I think Sony might have thought about it. Because that would it just makes you more money with the DRM well, titles. Yeah. There's evidence out there, some. And it's not conclusive, so I don't want to say that. I don't want to accuse anybody of anything, because I love PlayStation 2, and we're not here to knock them or Microsoft for anybody. But for sure. But there's some suggestion, we'll put it that way out there, that, you know, Sony was fully planning to have the DRM on theirs as well until they saw the reaction 
to Microsoft's reveal. Because remember, they, Microsoft did the reveal like a month before E3. And they did it, and, and, and all the videos went out making fun of it, of like, you know, um, of Call of Duty, Call of Duty, TV, TV, TV. You know, because that's all they like showed at that thing. And the reaction was was so poor that the, the story goes that Sony changed the course there because they knew they could kind of go in for the kill. And if they and if that's all true, good on Sony for making a really smart business decision. Yeah, I'm not. No, there's no way we're not knocking that. I yep. just it's always just funny to think about. To but me. you know, I my one knock on Sony is well, I have two. One that they show games that come out like forever away. But my one real one is that Sony always says, you know, for the players, for the gamers, you know, all that stuff. Yes. But when we talk about crossplay, they don't offer that. They, they're the ones that put the stop on it every time. I mean, it's, it's not and, necessarily actually, a bad business decision, though, because they have the most yeah. player base. So, like... Sure. But, 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 okay, but, and that's true. But don't give us the reason you're giving us. Yeah, I agree with you because they they say we're for the players, but then we don't want to give you EA access because yeah. you know we're trying to protect you. Well, let us make that decision. I love EA access, by the way. So, yeah, EA access is great, and don't say it's because we don't think it's a good value. That's up to each individual person to decide. Yeah, yeah. give them the option, and then with crossplay, don't say, "Well, we can't control what might what some people in our community might be exposed to." Yeah. Like, do you think that Microsoft doesn't have the same guidelines and rules for their online ecosystem, which, by the way, has always been superior to PlayStation's? Like, PlayStation is better than Xbox in many, many ways, but their online service is not one of them. Yep, I agree. So, and aren't they I, trying to cross-platform or cross-play Fortnite? Is that something that? They yeah, that, that's that's read? where that's what I'm talking about right now. Like. You know, Epic wants to do it, Microsoft wants to do it, and Sony came out this week and said they're not doing it because they can't, supposedly, they don't want to potentially expose their players to things that they can't control. And to me, that's such a cop-out. Cop yes. It's such a cop-out. Especially when they are way worse than Microsoft at, like, with the uh, amount of times they get hacked. True. Like, by the way, by the way, you know, pro tip here. Turn on two-step verification on both Xbox and PlayStation. There's availability in both. Turn it on because without that, it's you're so easy to get your stuff stolen. If you have a credit card on your yep. PlayStation store, like I know a lot of people that get locked out of their PlayStation accounts and then you know get charged thousands of dollars. So definitely get on two-step verification if you haven't already. It's not hard. If you have a, everyone has a cell phone, that's yep. all you need. Um, do it. Because yep. yeah, so don't don't give me that, because I've heard PlayStation say they they can't protect their people. They're afraid of getting hacked. Well, if you're afraid of getting hacked, you'd have fixed your system by now. Because Microsoft hasn't been getting hacked as much, at least they're not as vocal. Mm -hmm. I'm not well, gonna say it's guaranteed. Yeah, but. even on the whole EA access thing, like don't tell me it's not a good value when when your price model for PlayStation Now at launch was honestly kind of embarrassing. Like, it was so expensive to, yeah. to get some games for, like, what was it, like, four hours or something like that? So, like I said, we're not we're not trashing Sony, we're not trashing Microsoft. Like, they both are 
good, and Sony has won this generation. I mean, let's be honest. They're they're the winners of this generation. Xbox is not going to catch them. Now it's about each one kind of building the best PlayStation and Xbox they can to go forward because I think we mentioned last week, like, why would you want the opponent to fail? The The fact that they're both healthy and strong, because it, it's crap to say that Xbox is failing, because they're not. They're outpacing the sales of the last generation for them. Yep. So it, you can't say they're failing. They're not. It's just Sony's been wildly successful this generation. So to want the yep. other one to fail is total BS, because then your console's going to get worse. Yes. It's stupid. You shouldn't wish for a monopoly. That's just no. dumb. We're already in what an oligarchy, basically. Mm-hmm. We're all all got away. Yeah, words are hard. Yeah, but <laughs> I know what you mean. So yes. I just went away. I, I, I hope you it. you fans know what I mean. <laughs> we we already only have three main major console systems, so they can basically price gouge if they wanted to, and they might be already. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it, but they they might be. I I'm not sure what the cost of these parts are, uh, but based on the way the PC is, I don't think they are. Uh, but we want. PlayStation and Xbox to succeed, and if you don't, then you're a fanboy, and you need to not... Like, I wish you would stop talking, to be honest. (laughs) And if I get hate mail for this, then fine. But we need it, because that's how we get games like the amazing, like, the Spider-Man game that looks awesome, or God of War, or Persona, Mm. or Halo. All those games are because we're pushing the envelope. We're trying to get as advanced, and we're trying to beat the other people. You need competition. Competition creates healthy markets. Yep. It's it's how we we have gone so far. If you just twenty years ago, like imagine how bad it was on on you know, playing Doom. Like it wasn't impressive. Yeah. It was impressive by I mean, its standards. I mean it was back but, then, but yeah. Yes. Uh, but it's not like amazing now. Like you look back sure. and you're like, ugh. But right. now you're on four K, like imagine twenty years from now. Are we going to look at 4K and think, ugh? Well, not just 4K, but VR and you know, a lot of other things, too. So, and, and Nintendo introduced 3D gaming with uh, 3DS and all that type of thing. So, and let's just narrow the, ga- narrow the time frame a little bit. Think of what the Xbox One was five years ago or four yeah. years ago. Four years so, ago right now. And think of where it is today. That console has grown and evolved and done so many things to be so much better and all of that is because Sony kicked their ass. All of it. And yeah. it forced them to think differently, to react differently. It made them get a change in leadership to Phil Spencer, who has been honestly a godsend for them. And, you know, they have then in turn pushed Sony in some things to help make the PlayStation better. Yep. And it's been a win for everyone. So why is that bad? It's yeah, it's not, and I, I'm not gonna lie. In my opinion, the Xbox One X, despite what they say, is the start of the new console generation for PlayStation. I yes. really think PS5 is coming soon, and I think it's because of the One X because there's, n- like, the Pro doesn't compete with the One X, and it, it no. does a little bit, but not like, really. A little, but not truly, and I I'd be shocked if we don't see the PlayStation Five on shelves in holiday 2019. Yeah, that's that's um, probably a good time. Frame. It'll be announced this year. Yeah, but we'll see it on shelves in 2019. It'll be very much like the cycle of when the One X was announced to when it hit shelves. How many tariffs? Yeah. That's and, the big question. Yeah. 
It'll it'll can. probably be better than the Xbox One X just so. because, like, hardware wise, we've improved even since the it One will. X came out, and it's probably and they can do it for, so it'll either be they, cheaper yeah. or better or yep. both, probably yep. a little both. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But uh, all right, anything else on that, guys? No. So let let's head in to releases this week. Now in stores. Steve, why don't you start us off? What do you got? Yeah, um, I don't want you guys to think we hate PlayStation because all the games I'm buying are on PlayStation this week, minus Sea Thieves. Um, Assassin's Creed Rogue. It comes to both systems and maybe Switch, but who cares about Nintendo? On March, <laughs> on March 20th, that is uh, four days from now, while, while we're recording, uh, Ninu Kuni is on March 23rd. I'm super excited, JRPG. And also, if you pre-order any version of MLB The Show 18... You get early access on 323, the entire game. It's not a 10-hour thing like EA Access's trial period. It's the full game for for uh, on like four days early or five days early. So MLB The Show on the, on the 23rd also if you pre-order at GameStop, Best Buy, and on PlayStation Store. And I think there might be a couple others. As far as PS Plus games are concerned, you have still have Ratchet & Clank, Claire, and Bloodborne. Uh, all great games, and if you like Bloodborne, the PS deal of the week is the Old Hunters DLC is on sale for $5.99 American. So if you're enjoying Bloodborne, now is the perfect opportunity to pick up the DLC. It's amazing. Get it. Uh, Tyler, you want to go into Xbox? Yeah, so Xbox this week. Uh, first of all, March 20th is not March 20th. We're going to call it Sea of Thieves Day. And so, on Sea of Thieves Day, ironically, Sea of Thieves releases. And that will come to to everybody on Tuesday, the 20th. Uh, Also, you can get RBI Baseball, which is almost somewhere near as good as MLB, except it's not. (laughs) Um, But that game has improved quite a bit. It went from, like, the first year they released it, they got, like, reviews of, like, five. And last year, there were some nines for RBA Baseball. So they've actually made some progress and done some good things and made the game better. And if you're an Xbox player exclusively, like that's pretty much the only game in town until uh, Super Mega Baseball 2 comes out. So there's that. And then finally, A Way Out on the 23rd, which is another highly anticipated game. And if you think back to the Game Awards, you got to see the, uh, <laughs> the main like, producer-developer of A Way Out go on his rant, and if you didn't see that, go look it up. Cause it's, oh, yes. Yeah, because yes. it's and now pretty, I remember him. Yeah, it's pretty special. I think that one, uh, there was maybe some partaking as well uh, in various things. So, uh, leading up to that rant. The game looks super cool, though. It does. It looks really fun, and it's a game. And the cool thing, too, is like, they. so there was a story this week about it where... Like, the lead people on a way out came out and said, because the game's being supported, published by EA. And they kind of came to EA's defense, and they said that EA's not making anything off of a way out. All the revenue is going to the developer. And, and EA didn't, and they said, they made it very clear, EA didn't even, like, make a stink when, when uh, they announced this program where if you buy a way out... You can send like a friend thing to any friend of yours for free, and they can come play with you. So that's the thing too. If you're looking uh, into getting that game, you can invite a friend to come play with you at no cost to them, because you do have to play with another person. So 
Uh, those games are coming out this week for Xbox. Uh, if you're looking for free games, games of gold this month for Xbox One, Trials of the Blood Dragon all of March, and Super Hot just hit on the 16th up until the 15th of April. So you can pick those up for Xbox One on 360. You can get Quantum Conundrum. And then the deal just kind of announced today. It's a limited time thing. I think it's up till the 24th. But you can get an Xbox One X. If you, if you buy one uh, before then, you'll get a free digital code for Sea of Thieves. But remember, you can get Sea of Thieves through Xbox Game Pass for just $10 a month with like 100 other games. So that's it for Xbox. Graham, what can we get in Nintendo? Okay, well, Nintendo, uh, I think the biggest title would be Attack on Titan 2. Now, this game's been released on the other systems, so if, if you want to check it out before you went to the Switch, you could probably check it out there, or there'll be some videos on it. Uh, that game releases March 20th, also known as Sea of Thieves Day, according to Tyler. So um, I guess Tyler won't be getting that one over Sea of Thieves. And the next one, this one... I picked this one because it's got a cool title, and, you know, sometimes things are cool. you got to let the world know. And this title is Bad Dudes versus Dragon Ninja. Now, I don't know about you, but if I had to choose, I think my money would be on Dragon Ninja because that sounds like it would kick some bad dude's ass. So, but I don't know what kind of game it is. Um, it's definitely worth checking out, though. And uh, to finish up, oh, that game releases March 21st. And then the final game, which is a port, which you guys may have heard of or may not, is Shantae, or Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. And that one also are releases on Pirate Day. I mean, uh, Sea of Thieves Day, which is March the 20th. So it looks like we have two pirate games releasing on the same day, which I don't know. No, New there's game. one. And then there's <laughs> one that would like to be. Okay. So, yeah. Well, Chante had come out like a thousand years ago. It's just being re-released on the Nintendo Switch because why not put games yeah. on the Switch? Oh, I, <laughs> just... You know, I, I wonder why they would pick that day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they thought that far ahead. I oh, yeah, please. I so. <laughs> this yeah, is what day. we call a coincidence. We can oh, pretend. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Graham, are there any special deals for Nintendo this week? I... I no, there aren't because no, there aren't because they don't put anything on sale. Yeah, oh, it's a jam. So. <laughs> well, not any of their first-party titles, that's for sure. Yeah, but to be fair, Nintendo doesn't need to. That's right. Right now, yes, so damn, damn straight. <laughs> so, not not a knock on them. They just don't need to because that thing is selling like freaking wildfire. Um, it is insane. So, uh, if you're looking forward to any of those titles, everybody, uh, or you think we missed a key one. Let us know. Uh, come to our Facebook group, uh, the Gaming Hub forums. You can also follow us on uh, Twitter at TXH Gaming Hub, or uh, come join us on Twitch at uh, TXH Gaming Hub there as well. Uh, you can also send us uh, an email at mail at thegaminghub.net. Uh, let us know what you think. You can also submit questions to be read right on the show. If we read them, uh, you'll be entered to win our monthly giveaway, which we do in the last episode of every single month. And speaking of questions, I think now's a good time to jump into those. What do you guys think? Sounds great uh, to me. Well, that work? All right, let's do that. Fan mail. Steve, what do you got this week? All right. Michael on Facebook asks, do any of you like in-depth crafting systems in games? Or do you think it's boring and just not worth gathering all the materials? 
So, Graham, I want to go to you first on this because uh, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say from your uh, Fallout love, but go ahead. Okay. So, a part of me of the whole idea of it, I think that it could be pretty monotonous and something like Minecraft where you've got 500 of this one thing or whatever. But a game that I recently played, which was Dragon Quest Builder, they have a huge crafting system like this. But they do it very good, very, <laughs> very good, very well. Um, where you have this chest, basically as a magic chest, and if you pick up more items than you actually can carry, well, then those items magically carry over into that chest. So I think when games do this and they minimize micromanaging, I think that's a great way to go. Um, so I, I don't think it's boring sometimes you get tired of picking up that same bloody thing or whatever like that but it gets exciting when you find something rare or unique or whatever and as far as fallout goes the first time i ever played fallout 3 and this is when i first experienced that you could pick up literally everything so i was like oh i'm gonna pick up this pick up this pick up this pick up this and then it's like you are over encumbered like i had ashtrays bent tin cans or whatever like that and for Fallout 3, most of that stuff was just useless. Like, I know later you get, like, a gun that can fire any kind of junk. But now with Fallout 4, they pretty much have a use for all that stuff. Like, you use your tin cans for patching up your um, power armor and all that stuff. So, and it seems like more and more games are leaning this way. And, like, survival games, it's big in that. So I know it can get boring and monotonous. And that's why some open-world games aren't for people because they don't like doing that stuff and micromanaging and all that stuff. But it seems to actually come with the territory now if you like these types of games. Even The Witcher 3, like, gathering, like, ingredients and all that stuff. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on it now. I'm okay with it. Um, I'll go next. Uh, talk about The Witcher 3. The Witcher 3's crafting system was amazing because you only had to gather the ingredients once. To make whatever the heck you want oh, for to the make. oils, yeah, for the yeah, oils, for yeah, like the yeah. oils and uh, the potions and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you didn't have to worry about grabbing five million uh, lotus flowers, or I don't know. I just try and think of something off the top of my head. But that was great. The problem is games that one make you grab like five hundred thousand of some item because you need it five hundred thousand times, and two, I. I like crafting. I like crafting systems in games. It's not my second point, but I like crafting systems in games. But the one problem I have is I don't know what to get rid of when my thing. I, I'm over encumbered, like you said, Graham, and like I'm playing Skyrim, and I'm like, but I'm gonna need this later. But I'm gonna need this later. Or like, if I want to build something, but I'm like, maybe there's something better that needs the same amount of this item, and I'm never gonna find it again, so I need to save it. That's what I think when I play these games. So yeah. I like crafting systems, but damn, I wish they would tell you what you need. Uh, it's nice when you can tag them hit. too, eh? When you can tag certain things you need. Yes, it, that is nice. But it's still, it's like, I like the idea. And then all of a sudden it's just, I don't want to get rid of anything because it's, it's the fear of needing it later. It's yeah. why I don't ever use the rocket launcher in like Dune. Because I, you know, if I use it now, what if I need it later? And then all of a sudden, the end of the mission comes, and I lose my rocket launcher. Like, it's the same idea. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what you think, Tyler. So, 
I'll be Mr. Negative on this one. I hate it. I <laughs> I do. I This why you're not into those types of games? It, it's, yeah, I'll be honest. It's one of the things that turns me off about these types of games. Like, yeah. I much prefer when I can play a game and just get the weapon drop. And maybe that's lazy, but I just prefer that in a game. I don't want to have to, like, craft shit and, like, put everything together and, like, find all this crap just to make something. Like, just <laughs> You make freaking... it sound so exciting. Because <laughs> it's not. Yeah. And I notice some people it is, so don't hate on me, please. Like, it's just opinion, right? And, and for me, it's not what I like in a game. Um, but I'd much rather, like, stumble upon a weapon and see it and have it be something I can pick up and use right now, you know, and have that excitement over, like, oh, finally, my last 20 hours of shit has paid off. I can make this thing, you know, and, and have that. It's just, I don't know. I, I just, maybe it's, like, the wanting immediate gratification in me, um, but not for me. That's fine. So, uh, but to people who love it, awesome, good for you. Uh, there's a reason these games are super popular, <laughs> and I'm just not among you. But uh, more power to you. I hope you love them. I think they do. Yep. <laughs> That's why they play them. <laughs> yep. All right, so next question. Oh, I hope I pronounced this correctly. I apologize in advance. Skyler Headley, a new member on Facebook, asked, do you guys think that uh, Battle Royale-style games will be the next craze with new shooters. Uh, following the craze of games such as PUBG, or PUBG, PUBG. <laughs> Fortnite, The Culling, and multiple other Battle Royale game types in existing games. Uh, I'll oh, go first. Okay, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go. Um, I actually do. I, I think a lot of games will try to adapt a Battle Royale-type system. I, I could see Halo doing it, or mm. Gears of War... Uh, well, actually, I can't see Gears, but I can see Halo doing something. It won't be a 64-player type Battle Royale. I think it'll be smaller. But I can see them trying something like that. I can could, I could see a lot of shooters going to that route, like Battlefield for especially. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the EA shooters. Maybe I don't even, I don't know about COD either, but uh, they announced definitely the EA. Call of Duty that they're thinking about doing it, so yeah. there's a good chance that Call of Duty... Will be doing it well if we'll, we'll make money for Activision, they're gonna do it. Yeah, so. I mean they're they're thinking about making a good campaign too, but it hasn't been one since. Uh, MW. No, I, so World War Two was pretty good. I actually liked it. I had a good time with it. So uh, for me, uh, absolutely, Skylar. Yeah, I hope we're saying that right. But absolutely, that this is going to be the next trend because everybody copies something when it takes off. And they want to get in on it, whether it's video games or sports or anything, or movies. Like, how many volcano movies were there in, like, a three-year period at one time? You know? Yeah. And all that type of thing. So, Talk shit about and, Dante's Yeah. And, like, you know, football. Like, somebody came up with the Wildcat, and then all of a sudden every team did it. You know, it's it, this type of stuff occurs everywhere in life. But uh, video games, and I think the first one we're going to see it in is going to be Battlefield this fall. I think we're going to see Battlefield Incorporate that uh, Battle Royale style into into one of their modes and and see how it plays out. But that'll be kind of the litmus test to see like what happens with the other major shooters. I don't know if we'll see it in uh, Call of Duty this year. I don't know if they, there's enough time to get it in, but maybe. And okay, There's all D, always DLCs as well. Oh, for yeah, you're right. So we could easily see it in that. Um, but I, I would bet you 
almost anything that Battlefield will be the first one we see it in this year. But I, I, I see the major shooters trying to take advantage of that and get in on the game a little bit. And I bet you anything, it's where we're going to see the microtransactions go, is towards that kind of mode. So, hmm. we'll see what happens. Yeah. So, as far as this being the new craze, I'm pretty sure I'm on the past uh, shows. This question was arose, what did I think was the next big craze? And I said it would be Battle Royale-type games. And... The evidence seems to speak for itself, and especially with the how popular it was on Twitch and how many concurrent uh, viewers, that just spells like this will be this is huge. So people want to jump on that. So I don't see this going away. It's probably going to even get bigger and bigger for a couple years. Maybe people start to get tired of it, like zombies, although they're not tired enough of it yet because they're still coming out with games. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, another game too, I guess, could be Battle Royale. Could be uh, State of Decay. They could make that in a type of uh, Battle Royale. But yeah, I don't see it going away, and it's definitely the big craze right now. So let me ask this real quick: If you had to pick, and one word answer, is it PUBG or Fortnite? If you had to pick one, then you can't. You can only play that one. Me? Yeah. Oh, it's ob- it's obviously PUBG because PUBG. Well, okay, so much I'll, for I'll just one say, I'll just leave that answer. Yeah, I'll that's leave not that a one-word answer. I'm done, PUBG. <laughs> okay, Steve. Fortnite. And I'll say Fortnite. Oh, Graham, so, you lose. Yeah, Graham not, loses. I've not. You played. are the weakest link. Goodbye. So, Graham, since you're in Canada, that's that's how democracy works. <laughs> um. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> we have to talk about the electoral. I mean, we have to get the electoral college to vote. Obviously, the popular. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> Graham wins. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, uh, what's our next? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's not. Yeah. So, Dylan Anderson, <laughs> given most of the failures of video game adapted movies, how do you guys feel about the new Tomb Raider movie? Um, think it'll be good enough or another bomb? Well, the reviews kind of answer that question. Sorry, that's my talk not the question uh which game do you think could turn it around sorry that was the last part oh so like movie wise so first of all like the tomb raider game or the tomb raider movie sorry is kind of the opposite of the last game in that it's absolutely bombing um and rise of tomb raider didn't sell real well but it got fantastic reviews uh, the the movie is not being reviewed terribly well though, I, and I I have hopes that this movie's fun and good. I mean, there's movies I watched before that don't get reviewed well that I enjoy. Yes. Um, you know, Mighty Ducks got eighteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, that's just really? fake, freaking yep. news. That's yeah, yeah, that's fake news. Yeah. So there there are, there are movies like that, and you know, I, I hope this is one of them because I do have high hopes for this movie. Like. Even though Michael Fassbender was in Assassin's I Creed, like I just kind of saw that one coming. Yeah, I, I was going to mention that one because, like, they seem like they're could be good. Like they have the actors, but I don't know why they always tank like big time. Like I don't know if they're just trying to do too much in a short period of time, and it's just just doesn't work. But I don't know. Like you, th- I would think Assassin's Creed could could work. Like I think a lot of video games could work, mm-hmm. but it, I don't know so why. So which one? Which one? If you had to pick one, would you like to see turn into a movie that you think would work really well? Um, I don't know. I'd like. 
I guess Fallout just to see. I, will... I knew that'd be your answer. I knew it. Yeah, but no, I, I agree. I mean, that that has the potential to be really solid. I just don't know how you tell that that large of a story. Yeah, in that's what I mean. A two-hour time span, you know. Like, like even The Witcher too, right? Mm-hmm. They're doing a mini series. I'm definitely yeah. excited for that. I could see uh, a game like Bioshock doing well, but I think we're too far removed from the last Bioshock game to have it be relevant now, unless they release another one. But I could see games like Halo doing really well or Gears of War because they're action intense and there's not as much character development to worry about. And I think that's where some of these movies fall flat. Yeah, well, so, yeah. Fallout don't have a lot of character development, though. Like... Yeah, but there's so much going on. And yeah. it's just, you know what I mean? Like, Halo's pretty simple. It's like, shoot the bad guys. And yeah. that's it. So, Steve, what about you? What do you think would work? Uh, that's a tough one. I, I feel like a lot of these movies are trying too hard to stay, like, so in line with the source material in a way that, um, that's where, the, that's the reason they're not succeeding. Yes, is and I the, agree. They're told better as a video game. I think The Last of Us could be made into a really good movie. Oh, yeah, it could. Because it's a short... It's got to be a short game. And the only way Fallout would work is if they made a... Like, use that as a setting, which they kind of have been done a million times. Or, like, Mm -hmm. Red Dead Redemption. There's been a million westerns. Like, we already have the setting. So, it really has to be a short story type game. And, like, on Twitch, Blake brought up that Book of Eli was sort of a Fallout-style movie, and I agree. Yep. Actually, that was the first thing I thought of when it said mm-hmm. Fallout movie was Book of Eli, because it was set in that post-apocalyptic setting, like Mad Max in the same Yeah, sense. I was thinking like, Mad Max. Yeah, if you're, you're focusing on one character's journey within that setting. Yeah, and, and even, like, um, oh, God, what's the name of the movie now? I had him tip my tongue. Uh, Will Smith with the dog. Oh, uh, I Am Legend. Yes, I am Legend. I Am Legend. That type of thing too, right? That plays really well, and it comes across really well in film form. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve, you just brought up uh, Last of Us, and it made me think of Uncharted, because that's very Indiana I, I Jones-ish. That yep. And that type of, of thing turns into a pretty good movie. Well, that's kind of like so, Tomb Raider, yeah. yeah I'm but, surprised but I could Tomb see, failed because it's a short game. Yeah. Like, that's, they just, it must just be the directing too, because mm-hmm. I don't think they've matched up like good like directing slash writing with the video mm-hmm. game either you know uh, sorry to interrupt you tyler but because yeah. it's just like you said uncharted and that is uncharted and tomb raider are the same fucking game like let's be real here like yes. there's not much difference between them except one's a male a cocky, protagonist and a one's a cocky protagonist. male and one's like a yeah, yeah a, like female that goes from being i feel weak and then now i can kill everybody yes at, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you remember the movie Sahara? Yes, but I never never watched okay. it. So I was that... getting confused with Hidalgo, so no. Yeah. Think... So Sahara had Matthew McConaughey Matthew before McConaughey, yeah. before he learned how to really act. Um, <laughs> but it was fun. It was an Indiana Jones style movie. So was like the original Mummy, like not the super original, but like the modern day original with Brendan Fraser, not the shitty Tom Cruise one. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, that's not um, the original mummy because there's a. Mummy I know. There. I said not the super original, but like the oh, modern right. day original. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if it if an Uncharted movie or a Tomb Raider movie had like that kind of feel to it, the problem with video game movies is that they try to take themselves too seriously. Yes. And oh that's God. why they fail. 
like the just Last of Us be, would do that though. Yeah, be like, silly and fun. Yeah, but Last of Us is like serious stuff, right? That's happening. That's true. Um, so it might might work, but so, like you can't take yourself too seriously because it's it's not that serious. Like I got one. Go I on. know how they can solve this problem. Sunset Overdrive made into a movie. <laughs> I would love to see it if they did it well. I would yeah. laugh pretty well, hard. Well, it would probably. be hard, but it, it could be fun. Mm-hmm. So they should just find, pick a great movie, and turn that into a video game. Yeah. And then. <laughs> Mad Max, though. Try to go the other way. Kind of well, no. Like the the video game movies don't get reviewed all that well, to be honest. But Mad Max, it's not enti- It's not based off a movie, but it's, it's Mad Max, which is based off a movie like series, and, yeah. and that got reviewed pretty well. Okay. I actually, I remember when I was younger, I played Shrek the video game and it was mm-hmm. on the movie but it was pretty fun yeah, yeah. i just thought of one too mass effect mm-hmm. uh, could, no, oh, it's too maybe. trying to tell too much stories i think video games translate better to tv they do yeah yeah no when no, you can sure. if you, when you can tell it in chapters yeah yes sure. all right so steve uh, you got time for one more quick question all right well uh because we do love our tv shows here and we okay. just about it Raz. oh sorry blake sorry i apologize apologize blake post asked what is your favorite tv series and let me uh pull up that picture for those of you All watching right. because <laughs> so <laughs> while you're doing that i'll answer so <laughs> i'm gonna give a quick two-pronged answer because i have a favorite tv series and i have one that i know is the best tv series i've ever seen um so my favorite is the X-Files. I love the X-Files, and I've seen, you know, every episode... Or I've seen a lot of episodes more than once. Probably not every one, but a lot of them more than once. Um, just love the story, love the dynamic between the characters. I think it's great. Even, you know, the new stuff is great, too. Um, another show that I absolutely love, and, and I think it's, like, the best show I've ever seen, is The West Wing. And, Steve, I bet you're going to talk about it, because I recently got you hooked on it. So go for it, and we only have a couple minutes, so maybe so Graham can go. <laughs> um, yes, I'm with you. My favorite TV series of all time is Game of Thrones. It's amazing. If you haven't already watched it, Tyler, uh, you need to fucking watch that show. Yeah. But I'm with you. The best, at least best written show of all time is West Wing. I've I'm on season three. I've been I, I'm not even gonna call it binge watching because I've been probably getting about two episodes to three episodes every time I sit down. Uh, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, there's just no other words. It's amazing. It's the best thing I've ever watched. And yes, mm-hmm. I've watched Breaking Bad, and it's not as good as either of the sh- shows I listed. It's really good. It's I have just, not watched Breaking yeah. Bad, and well, I watched I think most of first season, and I the first mm-hmm. season didn't do it. I left it at that. Yeah. Yeah, it was too slow. So, Graham, real quick. If you want. Because we're, we're short on time, Graham. Real quick, what's your favorite? The Simpsons. Okay, fair enough. And that's a great choice. I didn't even think got of that. Got nostalgia oh, yeah. still that's going. Cool. I can mm-hmm. recite past episodes in my head like nothing. Yeah. I love The Simpsons. All right. Cool. So, uh, everybody out there, uh, hit us up on email, uh, mail at thegaminghub.net. Uh, submit a question to be read just like the ones we read just now, and you'll be entered for a monthly giveaway. Also, uh, hit us up on Facebook, uh, the Gaming Hub forums, uh, Twitter, TXH Gaming Hub, and same thing on Twitch. Follow us there. And we really appreciate it if you come be part of the community. If you're listening to us on Dash Radio, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, welcome. If it's the first time you're listening to the show, uh, please join the community. We appreciate that. 
Uh, if you're listening uh, through anything else, we appreciate you tuning in again uh, to us. And please join the community for all of you. We'd love to have you be part of it. Uh, this has been episode number 87 of The Gaming Hub. And we'll be back next week with episode number 88. Until then, everybody, have a great week. Stay safe. Play some awesome games like on Sea of Thieves, Sea of Thieves Day. And we'll <laughs> see you next week. Take care, everyone. Take care. Enjoy your Bye. weekend. Bye.